Hello, Sharks. I'm Jonathan Little, here today with James Romero, who is... How would I describe you? Fantastic poker player. James, I was going to say, is literally the best poker player in the world. Here he is. Hello. Hello. He's at CoachOfPokerCoaching.com, and he has a fun hand for us today. What is this hand from? We're on the bubble of the Venetian 1.6K. I think there's uh, like 400K up top. Oh, my gosh. Yes. How many players played that? Thousands. Thousands, thousands of players. All right, folds around to you in the small blind. We're playing about 50 big blinds deep. Is that yeah, accurate? and we're uh, two off the money. So, in this scenario, you're kind of incentivized to not go broke. Yeah, but at the same time, I uh, slightly cover the other guy. So then he's uh, really incentivized to not go broke. Yes, correct. So this is a spot where, let's say you had 45 big blinds and he has 55 big blinds. So you're slightly covered. Are you going to be way more cautious? Or uh, a little more cautious? If I cover, I'm going to be way aggressive and then vice versa. Okay, cool. It's good to know. A lot of people in this spot, they'll just have king nine of hearts in the small blind and either always raise it or always limp it or whatever, depending on, you know, nothing, essentially. They're doing one or the other. But if you're out chipped a little bit, maybe you play it a little bit differently. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. You raise it up, three and a half big blinds. Whenever you're the player that slightly covers the opponent, you are going to be the aggressive one, correct? Yeah, very, very aggressive. Probably raising almost anything here, huh? Almost anything. Okay. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's be real. Let's... Uh, we're not bluffing all of you. James is the best poker player in the world because he raises everything. All right. Bonus calls. Yep. Fine. Whenever they call, you think they're going to call probably like a reasonable enough range, right? Like they're not going to be super nitty. Uh, sure. They're not going to be super nitty, but they will be tighter than solver, right? Okay. It's also hard for them to call correctly when we're um, when it's such a wide range spot. We're raising small blind versus big blind, and they probably aren't calling wide enough in general. And then they're going to be calling even tighter than that uh, because they're on the money bubble and I cover. You're going to push them around. Yeah, generally speaking. <laughs> All right. You flop the nut flush draw. Yeah. How do you feel about the spot on the flop? Yeah, it's great. Uh, we have showdown value with king high, and then we have the uh, nut flush draw. So he's likely not going to be bluffing as much uh, post-flop. So you go uh, for the bet. Yeah, we bet half pot. We can uh, get value from all of his uh, ace, queen, king, high hands. Uh, and also, I've been very aggressive at the table, so I expect him to call uh, you know, decently wide on the flop, and then we can uh, take it away on the turn if we don't you know, hit our hand. I want to clarify something. We can get value from his ace, king, and queen high hand? What do you mean? A a aces, queens uh, will call the flop, and then also king high uh, hands will call the flop, you know, and 3x. Gotcha. Okay. If you thought your opponent was going to be overly aggressive, would you be more inclined to check? Yeah, sure. But okay. this is a spot where he's not going to be overly aggressive post-flop. Right. So say we were in that scenario where he covered you on the bubble. Maybe we do a lot more checking, right? A lot of checking. Right. Check calling here. Okay. So anyway, you bet 24 now. It uh, kind of surprises flop. us. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't expect him to be raising flop very wide at all. So I do give him credit for a strong hand here. Although it is strange because I would have mm. thought he would be three betting ace-queen ace-king pre. Um, but I do give him credit here for a strong hand. Uh, maybe a hand like ace-jack, ace ace-ten. Um, and then some flush draws we dominate. He could have pocket threes. Could have pocket threes, yeah. Ace-three. So, keeping that in mind, I want to ask everyone watching on YouTube a question right here. We're giving the opponent credit for a big hand. So, are we going to fold and let it go? Are we going to call? Are we going to re-raise them small, click it back, or are we going to rip it all in? Take a second, pause the video, and write what you would do in the comment section below.
All right. You give him the credit for a good hand, so you got to fold, right? Uh, no, we're calling. Oh, no, okay. So why would you not fold? Uh, we have a ton of equity, even against strong hands. Right. Do not fold the nut draw, because a lot of your opponent's draws are going to be with worse draws, right? He could have you know, jack 10 of hearts or something, for all I know. And don't fold good flush draws. Simple as that. Yeah, we're going to hit the nut flush here, like 20, a little over 20% of the time on the turn, so. Sometimes you call and it goes check, check. Sometimes I call and it goes check, check. Sometimes uh, we hit our hand and he goes all in with worse, with worse value. Some people, I know you can't fathom this, some people think, well, I'm probably behind, so I should fold. But pot odds exist. We have great equity. You cannot fold here. All right, we're going to call. We're not going to shove because, if anything, you think his range is tilted towards strong hands. Yeah. Even though the strong hands are unlikely, when he does raise, it's like, okay, his range is probably pretty strong. Yeah, this is not a spot I want to be bluffing much uh, with a re-raise. All right. We turn the nuts. That's pretty good. Yeah. Do we ever lead? We can lead here, sure. Um, since we put him on a strong hand, I think leading like a quarter pot or a half pot is fine. Uh, I opted to to check here. And he bets again. Uh, now I'm giving him credit for a very strong hand. Uh, I don't think he's going to be betting again with uh, a hand like ace-10. Uh, so I think he's has a very, very strong value hand here. And I want to get in all the money now. Um, just in case he wants to check back like ace three, ace queen, um, lower flushes on the river, given that we're on the money bubble. Also, you know, I have a looser image of the table, so I don't think he's going to be folding uh, a flush ever or two pair ever. So, uh, you know, this also on the dead money bubble, I should have a lot of bluffs for check shoving here. Uh, what would be some potential bluffs? Well, should be and what would you actually do? Um, I guess king of hearts X, um... What's the only X you would have, though? Like, you called the flop raise. Yeah, I could have king of hearts, nine of spades. I mean, some people will have that. That's aggressive. It's aggressive, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would, I feel like king king with the ten, what sure. Other, what other bluffs here? I mean, I, that's what I'm, I'm trying to find them. I don't know. Yeah. King of hearts, jack? You it's want to turn tough. the king jack into the bluff? Weird spot, right? It's a weird spot, but, you know, I don't, I don't think he's bet folding a strong hand here on the dead money bubble. I think a lot of people in my shoes would be over, you know or would try to be over-bluffing, although it's it's just tough to find those bluffs, but he's not folding a flush. Like He's definitely reality. not folding a flush. I would fear that he would make some big fold with ace-three ace or ace-jack yeah. if he randomly had it. Yeah. But that said, whatever, just put the money in, right? And, and the payout was only, it's only 1.6x a buy-in. It, it wasn't even a full 2x. Um, Do you think that actually impacts people's play all that much when it's, Let's say 1.5x versus 2x. I get when it starts to get like a 3x or a 3.5x. Uh, marginally, and... marginally. Okay. Marginally, it affects it. All right. So, we're putting it in here because when they have a flush, they're not folding. Right. And you really don't want them to have like, whatever, 8-7 of hearts and a flush card come exactly, on the river or a board right. pair on the river. If they have a set, well, set of threes, presumably is the main Never one, folding. they're just going to call. Ace three may make a hero fold, but not against James. That'd be ridiculous. Ace queen, um, ace jack, I just don't think fold either. Yeah. Okay. Rip it in. Yeah. Opponent calls it off. With a flush. On the money bubble is a you know, big hand. Um, we, each, we each had about 10x starting, so I, you know that's another reason I don't think the min cash mattered uh, that much for him. Let's talk about that real quick before we wrap up this video. Yeah. Whenever you have a pretty big stack on the bubble, 
you clearly don't want to bubble, but at the same time, like a lot of your motivation is to get a whole lot of chips, right? Right. So the yeah. min cash matters less. It matters much more for the smaller stacks. Right. So when you're on the bubble with a short stack, you really want to get in the money because that's where a lot of your equity is going to come from. Right. But when you're big stacked, you're going to end up battling. I mean, plenty of times I've had like a seven, eight, ten big blind or ten starting stack stack on the bubble, run into the other big stack, lose, and people are like, oh man, why would you bubble? You had all the chips. But right. I'm trying to win the you, poker tournament. You play much more abnormally on a very short stack on the bubble than you would on a medium or large stack. Cool. Good advice. Get in there, battle, gamble hard. That's me for today. Thank you for this video. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Very rarely do you get to talk poker with the best poker player in the world, but here we are. If you like this, do me a favor. Click the like and subscribe buttons below, and click the notification bell because we have more videos coming from James soon. Goodbye. Have fun. Good luck.